0: Welcome to Fast Company Digest, essential stories from tech, design, impact, and work life narrated by NOAA app. I'm Fast Company deputy editor and host of the New Way We Work podcast, Kathleen Davis. Here are this week's stories. First, amid the flurry of news and changes at OpenAI over last weekend, senior writer Ainsley Harris explains that OpenAI is not the only place in Silicon Valley where skirmishes over AI safety have exploded into an all-out war. She breaks down what's happening on both sides of the ideological divide.
1: Narrated by Noah. Listen to more of the world's best journalism on the NOAA app or at NewsoverAudio.com
2: For Noah, this is Adrian Walker reading from Fast Company. We're on the 19th of November, 2023, Ainsley Harris writes, The AI safety debate is tearing Silicon Valley apart. It's not just OpenAI. The long, simmering fault lines within OpenAI over questions of safety with regard to the deployment of large-language models like GPT, the engine behind OpenAI's ChatGPT and Dolly services, came to a head on November 17th, when the organization's nonprofit board of directors voted to fire then-CEO Sam Altman. In a brief blog post, the board said that Altman had not been consistently candid in his communications. Now rumors are swirling about Altman's next move and possible return. But OpenAI is not the only place in Silicon Valley where skirmishes over AI safety have exploded into all-out war. On Twitter, there are two camps, the safety-first technocrats, led by venture firms like General Catalyst, in partnership with the White House, and the self-described techno-optimists, led by libertarian-leaning firms like Andreessen Horowitz. The technocrats are making safety commitments and forming committees and establishing nonprofits. They recognize AI's power and they believe that the best way to harness it is through cross disciplinary collaboration. Hema Tanaja, CEO and Managing Director of General Catalyst, announced on November 14th that he had led more than 35 venture capital firms and 15 companies to sign a set of responsible AI commitments authored by Responsible Innovation Labs, a nonprofit he co founded. The group also published a 15 page responsible AI protocol, which Tanasia described on X as a practical how to playbook. Tanasia's tweet was quickly ratioed. Praying for Exits, a Silicon Valley meme account and investor, posted a screenshot of messages between an AI researcher named Rohan Pandey and an investor at Insight Partners, which also signed the responsible AI commitments, in which Pandey canceled their upcoming meeting. Pandey said the commitments would. Endanger open-source AI research and contribute to regulatory capture. Meanwhile, the techno-optimists, some refer to themselves as humanists and their adversaries as doomers, are grandstanding via tweet, podcast, and blog post. They recognize AI's power and they believe that entrepreneurs, rather than policymakers, are best equipped to make the technology a force for good. I want to build an AI agent that I am okay with giving to my children. AI researcher and cognitive scientist, Yosha Bach, tweeted on November 16th. It's the same AI I want to build for myself. It will talk to me, join me, extend me. It will fit like a glove around my mind and you will want one too. Venture capitalist Mark Andreessen replied, 100 Emoji. Notably, the techno-optimists have been up in arms since President Biden issued an executive order on the safe, secure, and trustworthy development and use of artificial intelligence in late October. In Europe, negotiations over the AI Act remain underway, with debate centering around the question of regulating foundation models directly as opposed to regulating consumer harm. Make no mistake, policymakers view the AI battle as an opportunity to relitigate tech regulation more broadly, Andreessen Horowitz's general partner, Martin Casado, tweeted in mid-October. It is absolutely imperative we don't let this happen. As news broke of Altman's ouster and OpenAI board chairman Greg Brockman's subsequent resignation, techno-optimist Twitter wasted no time in assigning hero and villain labels to the players involved. Unsure what the board saw from the outside looking in, it's hard to argue there's a better AI exec than Sam. Two Sigma investor Vin Sajindananda tweeted. Also, given the inherent challenges of developing these technologies, seems strange that half the board consists of AI governance folks that have never built things. As for where Altman stands in the debate, he has done plenty of artificial general intelligence fear-mongering, a techno-optimist no-no. But at the same time, he has pushed to deploy and commercialize AI rapidly, taking a technology that was once the purview of the ivory tower into the mainstream, a techno-optimist victory. Plus, he's now the victim of bureaucracy, albeit one that he himself created. Regardless of what Altman says or does, as the bellwether of AI, each side will claim him as their own, and the debate will continue. You were listening to Fast Company, where Ainsley Harris writes, The AI safety debate is tearing Silicon Valley apart. This article was published on the 19th of November, 2023, and was read by Adrian Walker for NOAA.
1: The article you just listened to was narrated by the team at NOAA. Continue listening to more great journalism on the NOAA app or by visiting newsoveraudio.com.
0: And next, get ready for Black Friday shopping. For months? Writer Chris Morris explains how the biggest shopping day of the year, along with Cyber Monday, have morphed into an endless, meaningless promotion.
1: For Noah, this is Sam Scholl reading from Fast Company. We're on the 17th of November, 2023. Chris Morris writes, why every day is now Black Friday. It's a confusing time to be a holiday shopper. While Black Friday is still a week away, consumers have been inundated with Black Friday sales for the past several weeks, or even months, depending on how you look at it. JCPenney launched its Black Friday 2023 sale on November 3rd, with three days of specials. Kohl's launched its early access sale the same day. Walmart began offering deals in-store on November 10th. And while it wasn't labeled a Black Friday sale, Amazon's Prime Deal Days event on October 10th and 11th was certainly targeted at advance holiday shoppers. 2023 marks the 99th anniversary of Black Friday, and now more than ever, the term seems increasingly absurd. While the phrase we all know to mean the biggest shopping day of the year wasn't officially coined until the early 1960s, and didn't become ubiquitous till the 80s. Its origins date long before that. In 1924, Macy's held its first Thanksgiving Day Parade, which acted as the demarcation for the start of the holiday shopping season. Ironically, retailers initially hated the term Black Friday and pushed to call it Big Friday instead. While that term never caught on, the idea of the day becoming a big deal for retailers did. Just less than 15 years ago, Black Friday was a singular one-day event. Shoppers, myself included, would wake up as early as 3 a.m., fighting the lingering tryptophan in their system to venture out into the dark to bargain hunt, often seduced by doorbusters, deeply discounted items that were available for only a limited time. The smart people finished their runs by 8 a.m., avoiding the overwhelming crowds that inevitably made the evening newscasts and comparing notes on the best places to find items. They'd share coupons. They'd held each other's place in line. Now that unofficial retail holiday has become an ungainly mess, oozing well beyond the boundaries of a 24-hour day and spanning a period of several weeks, with many arguing that it begins as soon as the last trick-or-treater leaves your patio. The concept of Black Friday has been stretched to the point of ridiculousness. It's no more a single-day event than Amazon's Prime Day is. It's a buzzword meant to lure shoppers in with the promise of great deals, even if some of the prices are actually higher than they are during the rest of the year. Also becoming farcical? Cyber Monday. That outdated term might have made sense in the very early 2000s, when online shopping needed a marketing boost. But a sizable percentage of today's retail transactions, both during the holidays and the rest of the year, is done online. In fact, Black Friday is as much a cyber event as Cyber Monday. Roughly 87.2 million consumers shopped online during Black Friday 2022, according to the National Retail Federation, compared to 77 million on Cyber Monday. Here's the thing, though. While those days saw a surge of online shoppers, there are plenty of other online shopping holidays that draw big crowds. People bought 375 million items from Amazon on Prime Day 2023, and the event began surpassing Black Friday sales figures years ago. Meanwhile, Walmart and Target lure shoppers in with deals of their own, while people are primed to spend from Amazon's relentless marketing. As companies compete for your holiday shopping dollars, They've even begun trying to divert consumers' attention away from the cognitive dissonance of a month-long shopping day. With terms such as early Black Friday or cyber season, some stores, like Wolf Point, a Chicago-based boutique watch brand, have been so bold as to declare this month Black November in email marketing. For many brick-and-mortar Black Friday loyalists, the pandemic was the final straw. Now more than ever, people seem less willing to throw an elbow to save a few bucks on a non-name brand TV. They're relying on online shopping to find the best deals, using aids like Camel 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 and community-driven deal sites like SlickDeals.net to find the best price every day, and especially on Black Friday. Flyers for sales go out weeks or months in advance. And shoppers can scan blackfriday.com to see what's going to be on sale, where, and for how much, and then just click the link when the sale begins. Some even predict the whole concept of Black Friday as a shopping day could be dead within 15 to 20 years. The ritual of Black Friday shopping will fade, Reshma Shah, a professor in the practice of marketing at Emory University's Goizueta Business School, tells Fast Company. Savvy retailers, both online and offline, will base sales on year-long events instead of specific dates, and will compete with one another based on moments. The meaning of Black Friday, therefore, will have historical meaning at best. Of course, the holiday shopping season will never die, but at the risk of sounding Grinch-like, Black Friday's status as a holiday tradition is gravely at risk of going the way of the fruitcake. You were listening to Fast Company, where Chris Morris writes why every day is now Black Friday. This article was published on the 17th of November, 2023, and was read by Sam Scholl for Noah.